What's going on, everybody? We are back. It is a brand new episode of the Rounding Third Baseball Podcast brought to you by Beyond the Monster. And this week, we have Colorado Rockies minor league relief pitcher Nick Kuzia on the show. What's up, Nick? How's it going? Can you hear me? All right. Yeah. Awesome. Pretty good. These two, uh, these two guys are down in uh, Florida right now, outside of uh, Sox spring training. So a little better than my backdrop, but lucky, lucky. Yeah, I'm still at home in Massachusetts. When are you uh, heading out? February 27th, driving out to Arizona. So it'll take me four or five days. Oh, sheesh. Yeah, I'm you about are... to leave. Are you uh, north, north or south shore? The south shore. I'm right over the tip of uh, Rhode Island. Okay. I'm in Franklin. Not bad, not bad. Well, like I said, thank you for hopping on with us. We're just, um, you know, John's been great to us, and we love that guy. But he, uh, we'd love to just chat with you for a little bit. Obviously, we wanted to get you before you head out to spring training. So, um he did tell me I had to ask you. I'm just going to come firing out of the gate here. I, obviously, I, I saw your tweet that you put with him that he's been right two out of two times on the Rule 5 draft. So did he just straight up tell you? He's like, hey, you're, this draft's about to happen and you're going to get taken? So it wasn't so definite of, like, you will be taken. Um, but he had some inkling as to um, – a couple teams who were interested and wanted to take me, whether I would be available or not. Um, and, uh, you know, other teams just kind of asking about me and my availability and as, as the rosters were set. Um, the first time around, I actually found out as I was driving home, my college coach called me and he was like, Hey, congrats. You're a, you're a Detroit tiger. And I was like, what are you talking about? And I was, I just got home from, from the gym and my phone was blowing up and I didn't know why, but I was driving. So I didn't look at it. And then, uh, so yeah, that's how I found out that time, but he had been talking to me, you know, the couple weeks leading up to it. Hey, rosters are set. Um, you know, don't be surprised if your name's called, there's teams, there's been a couple teams asking about you. Um, but I didn't even know I was, uh, what do you call it? available? Um, Cause they don't post the triple a rosters for that. Um, so I, I didn't know. Um, and the teams don't tell you. So that's how I found out that one. And then this year I tuned in and I was ready for it. I was, I was listening to the draft this time, um, but still, I would say I was less expecting this year uh, than last year too. Um, but yeah, I, I was also driving home, but I threw the audio on, I was coming home from a lesson or something. Um, and I sat down for like five minutes. My wife was in here with me and, uh, we heard my name get called and John was the first one to text me, welcome to Colorado. And I'm like, this is, <laughs> this is nuts that he, he was saying the same things, you know, teams have been asking about you. It's, you know, there, there is interest. Don't worry about, you know, obviously putting all your eggs in one basket with one team or whatever you're with. Um, and then boom, you know, there's 29 other teams all the time. So this ended up being one of them. Yeah. I, I, uh, it's kind of crazy to see it twice. Not like the first, the one time you're like, okay, like kind of figured that, but twice in that short of time is a little nuts. Like, I feel like that's not very common. Yeah. I don't know how common it is, but there's a, one guy I work out with, uh, at, at our facility, Nick birdie, he was selected in the big league phase 
several years ago. And then this past year also got taken in the minor league phase. Um, so we we're, we we're joking around how we had two, two rule five guys, two, two time rule five guys in the same facility. <laughs> how rare yeah. What did, um, what is that like when say Colorado takes you and then obviously like John sent you to text, like, you know, you're going to Colorado, like how, how, how late was that until Colorado reaches out and like, what's that conversation like? So the first, the first thing we were saying is my wife was sitting down with, with me. Um, Welcome to Colorado. And the, the first thing that we said is we're going back to Arizona. Spring <laughs> training. Um, Cause I've been with uh, San Diego for the first several years of my career. And we love Arizona out there. Spring training's great. And Florida spring training's good, but, it, there's there's no matching Arizona so that was the first thing we were fired up about um, I, was, I was gonna ask you it was is there I so you think Arizona is the better spring training site than by Florida by far can you give me at least one reason um everything is within an hour drive of each other okay the longest okay. drive is an hour and you know most teams share so you're you're back from the complex by noon if you're not you know, okay you're playing in a game you're back at two, three, whatever. It's just, everything's more close. Everything's closer. And I would just, Arizona's better. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I've never been to uh, Arizona spring training. So um, I, I know I've, I realize Florida is like literally all along the coast. So I feel like there's some long bus rides. Except Lakeland. They're right in the middle. So you either got to go, you got to go left or right. And pick a direction. I was probably, okay. probably not in the greatest spot. Some, some places, um, you know, like Red Sox, Fort Myers, uh, Clearwater Beach. Those areas are good, but Lakeland's kind of in the middle of it. It's not really on a beach. It's in between everything. So a little different experience, but Arizona for sure. So that was, that was our first reaction together. Um, and then I think I had gotten – I was contacted by, I want to say, the farm director um, the following day. They kind of let everything settle in. The draft was at – it was at night or in the evening. Um, so they called me the next day and they were like, Hey, just want to reach out. Just wanted to let you kind of settle in with the news and then call you today. So I heard from him. I heard from a couple of the pitching coordinators. Um, and since then I've been in contact with uh, pitching coaches, trainers, strength coaches, everybody. So they've been, they've been really good about communicating and, and getting me uh, welcomed with everything from onboarding to questions and, data and all that kind of stuff yeah no i uh yeah it's, it's just crazy because like i feel like you've been in is this your third organization yeah third now yeah it's just uh it's crazy it's like we've we talked to another one of john's guys um steven nogosek and he he got traded from the red sox system to the mets and he was kind of saying he's like you know it's crazy because you you know, he came through the ranks with all these guys. He knew some of the front office type stuff. And then, you know, he gets traded and he's like, okay, this is, you know, it's not a change of like, you know, you have to meet new teammates all the time, like getting called up, like you're always meeting new teammates, but he's just saying that um, just like the front office, the coaches, just things like that, that you get used to, and then got to kind of start over again. So that's crazy. That's um, that's wild. And, I know you're undrafted out of um, UMass Lowell, so I know that's a local spot for us. Um, and I know Jamie's got some questions for you for your time at UMass. I do. I've been to that stadium once, I think. 
Um, I loved it when I was there, but what was it like pitching at UMass Lowe, especially, you know, having grown up in Connecticut? So my big thing when I was getting recruited by colleges, I wanted to get out of Connecticut, um, but still kind of be close enough where my parents can come see me. I can go home if I need to, whatever. Um, so Lowell ended up being uh, a perfect opportunity for that. And it was good to be that far away, but still like my, my parents came to almost every single one of my games, um, which was good to have them there. Um, but a, a big part of why I went there, one is they gave me a scholarship. It was, it was a late offer. It was actually in July um, after my senior year of high school. So it was a month and a half before my freshman year of college was going to start um, yep. I'm kind of a late bloomer. So, um, that end work that ended up working out, uh, but I went on a visit there um, in the middle of July when they brought me up, and the stadium was in pristine condition. Middle of the summer, um, the spinners were still playing there, so their whole um, professional uh, grounds crew team and everything had it taken care of, and it looked amazing. Um, so that was really fun to be a part of a team that had that right on right on campus um that stadium was awesome to have um and yeah did you ever get to interact with some of the spinners players since you guys shared a facility or um none of the players but there was one of the, the clubbies uh, of the spinners his name's dogman uh, but he's pretty famous down there uh i met him on my visit and then he would be around He'd be around sometimes uh, during the year, but usually when they were in, in September, we weren't allowed to use it in the fall just because they were finishing up their season through September. And then if they hit playoffs, um, so we, we couldn't go in there and really interact with them. But um, a couple, a couple guys had been around, but we never really talked to them or met them or anything. That's unique nickname for that guy to have. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where he got it from. I really don't, I don't even know what his real name is. <laughs> I don't even think I've ever heard of that. Yeah. And looking at your career, too, how do you say you've grown since, you know, as a pitcher since the first day you were drafted until now? It's funny you ask that because I, I was just looking at video through, like, going through each kind of year. Um, I was on True Media a little bit. So I was looking at 2018 um, and then went through 19 and, and 21. I kind of do a, a recap every year. Um, ends up usually being right before the season starts. Um whether it's just getting myself in the, in the mentality of like, okay, we're going to go back into games. You know, you've worked this hard through this many years and whatever, but um, it's funny because I saw a video of 2018 in short season. I look nothing like I do now. There's the, the tempo, um, leg kick mechanics, uh, arm slot, like even pitches that I throw now, like most of it is different. Um, this year I just started, uh, I'm on a plan of not throwing forcing fastball. So I'm only going to throw sinkers. So that'll be the first year that I do that. Um, my curveball, I say curveball, um, has turned into a slider over the years. I think in 2019, uh, I started calling it a slider to try to get it sharper. Um, just a, a better breaking ball. Um, my changeup's gotten better over the past, um, what else? And since last year, I added a cutter. Um, and again, I don't look anything like I did. So um, it's a it's a slow development process. But pretty much each offseason, I focused on one thing that I need to improve in. 
and just go balls to the wall for that. Um, so I remember one off season was, you know, change up development. I just need to be able to throw a change up. So every other day I would throw a hundred change ups. Every throw in my throwing program would be a change up. Um, my first or second year, I was like, I, I need to throw harder. I can't throw 90 as a right-handed reliever. Um, so I went balls to the wall with that. Um, last year was implementing a cutter and kind of tweaking with my slider so that I have a slider and a cutter and they were separate and weren't starting to blend. Um, and then, and then this off season has kind of been generally tightening up my arsenal. Um, but also fixing a couple mechanical things to be able to throw harder. Um, and like I said, got rid of a four seam. So now I'm sinker cutter slider change up, um, and kind of trying to figure out how I'd want to attack, you know, left-handed batters, right-handed batters and become, so, so now it's starting to become, how am I as a pitcher as opposed to, okay, this mechanics needs to change. This pitch needs to change. I need to throw harder. It's now, okay, this is what I have. Yeah. I can still work on the other things a little bit. Um, but, but we got to start honing in and trying to get guys out. Yeah. I tried, I tried to throw a cutter in high school and that did not end up like the three months I tried that. I've been lucky. I'm able to, to spin it that way pretty well. So I was kind of picked up on it um, pretty quick, but I kind of tweaked with it a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's not, not too bad. Yeah. I was also wondering, you know, after ending last year in AAA, what are your goals for this season being one call away from the majors, um, just being almost at that next step? I think the goal, the goal is always the majors, right? Um, to get, the goal is the first days, right? Is getting the call up, getting the first day. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. And the only way to get there is to go about my work consistently day in and day out. Um, try to not worry about the negatives and the bad days, but learn from them. Um, and I have a new chance with a new team. So I get all new faces, new front office, new team, new, new everything. So um, that's also a good part about the rule five is I get a new opportunity um, and don't have to wait for my contract to run out or sign free agency or whatever. Um, so I was happy for the opportunity last year to have to have a new team and a new environment. And the same thing, same thing this year. I'm I'm happy for that. And uh, it, as cliche as it is, is just go out there every day and do what I'm good at. Um, and then when the time comes, it could it, it could come at any time. Um, but be ready for that first one, and then. Obviously, after that, you get there, you want to stay there. So I think that's goal number one is get there. Goal number two is stay there. Yeah, that's fair. Well, it's the ones I have for now. I might have a golf have a golf question later, but since <laughs> All I, right, I look forward to that one. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I I was trying to, you know, every single thing, like, you, you pretty much, like, eat, sleep, breathe baseball. Like, it's... You're uh, I was checking out the the Coos pitching page. Obviously, it's uh, you have a ton of stuff in here and I did come across one. So you went from 77 to 95. I got sucked into that. That's I got sucked into the video on here. But um, what do you what do you like to do other than baseball? So if my wife gets pissed at me because I'll be doing baseball stuff or whatever <laughs> I'm doing is baseball video content, that kind of stuff. Um, I love golf. Um, I got kind of got more serious into it as I got into pro ball because I had a little more free time. Um, so 
I love golf. Um, I'm not really a TV show guy. Love video games. Wife hates when I play video games. Love video games. Um, so that's kind of how I kill my downtime uh, after the field or before the field or whatever. Um, I kind of I grew up playing video. So basically, video games and golf is all I really have time for outside of baseball, making content and chilling, eating dinner, whatever. Well, my golf, my golf ones. What? Because I saw your tweet about just practicing. Um, so what's your biggest pet peeve when you're playing golf with a group of people? Uh, <laughs> I'm not that good. I'm not good at golf, but at least if I, I know I'm not good, so I play fast. And the worst thing is playing with guys who are too slow and you got people behind you and it's like, dude, come on, <laughs> hurry up. You don't need 10 practice swings. You don't got to look for your ball for 10 minutes. It was a, you know, you just found that ball in the last hole. It's not like it's a pro V1. <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. So I, I get a little, I get a little antsy if I'm playing, uh, if I'm playing with guys who are slow, but mostly I don't, mostly I'm the worst one. So I'm the one just trying to keep up like, yeah, I'll just pick up. I'll just go play where you guys are um, at that point. But there's a, I have a foursome. We had a, we had a, a foursome of golf guys. Last year, it was me, uh, Jake Walkinshaw, who's another one of uh, John Shin's players, uh, my strength coach, and then my brother. We would we would go last last fall or two years ago, but we'd go like every Tuesday. And and my strength coach is just sometimes he'll look for the ball too much, too long, or you know he's the guy that takes five practice swings. I'm like, come on, Ned, you got like we got to go, we got to pick this up. So it's usually me and Jake driving. Um, and then my brother and him are usually behind, but try to keep up the pace of play and keep, keep the, keep the game going. Yeah. It's always those guys that, uh, that are shooting over like 110 that are like doing the five practice swings, but then they say that they're like, I got a buddy. It's like, tells me he can shoot under 90, but you know, he's out there slow as hell and just absolutely taking 10 practice swings just to go shoot like a 115. I'm like, come on, dude. Like, what are we doing here? It's like, we know I'm bad. I it's okay if you're bad. Like, yeah. I'm I'm shooting that as well. So it's like not selling you, I'm gonna break a hundred on that. But um, yeah, I was gonna say the one thing too about um Arizona is I think uh I, I guess the only thing they don't have compared to Florida is the golf courses. I mean, I know Arizona's pretty up there with some courses after watching the WM open, I think uh phoenix is like golf capital of the world but um yeah because i was gonna say i couldn't find anything else that you post that isn't baseball related so i'm like he's got to be doing something else um are you like a sports video game guy are you like a call of duty guy we we kind of rotate so we always have whatever call of duty game is in i mean right now it's Warzone. we haven't really played uh the other ones but um me and my my other buddies from home uh, we rotate between that and then whatever kind of whatever sports game we vote on. So we'll play like we'll go, OK, this year we'll play 2K. Um, this year we got this year we got 2K and uh, NHL. So we played that. Uh, we don't really we don't play the show. Well, I don't play the show. Uh, a couple of the other guys do, uh, which is weird. I, I'm just not into baseball video games for whatever reason. Um, so Chell 2K. Um, and what was the other one? Uh, FIFA. So we'll get FIFA sometimes and play that. So we'll, we'll we'll always have the Call of Duty, and then we'll have one of the sports games, so we can kind of go back and forth um, and rotate between. But that's that's kind of what it what it has been. When Fortnite came out, I was big into that to the point where it was 
really scary. <laughs> and uh, so I, I stopped playing that. I haven't played that in a while, but yeah, it's Warzone in a sports game. Yeah, it's uh, it's good to know. I uh, I've been stuck on PGA 2K right now. Um, games electric. I I don't know why. I, it's like my girlfriend thinks it's the most boring thing on earth for me to actually play golf on a video game when I also watch golf on TV. So it's like it's like hey, Tiger's playing right now. Of course I'm gonna have him on. But um, yeah, no, I I was just curious because um, we've talked to a couple guys. Like some guys are like huge into games some guys are like nogo sex just like a big hunter i was like i can't find anything with him like this guy uh this guy only posts uh baseball and is by the way night your wedding venue looked amazing by the way i congrats on that thank you yeah we're happy we happy we finally got that from the it, it came out really good we're about where to was that that was at uh it's in rhode island at um the wyndham newport wow so we walked out we, we had it in november and it was the last good weekend of weather. It was like raining in the morning and then 10 o'clock rolled around. It cleared up. It was like sunny 65 um, and then rained after the sun went down like at night and then was just raining for like the next week straight. So we lucked out a little bit there. I'll tell you what, I would have never guessed that that when I saw the picture, I would have never guessed it was Rhode Island. You could have told me it was the Florida Keys and I would have believed it. It looked nice, so um beautiful I'm shout so out to your photographer i guess yes she <laughs> killed it i've got i literally have not stopped getting compliments about our photographer even from guy friends like from other girls oh your pictures are great but when my guy friends or or her um friends boyfriends are commenting on it, i'm like okay then i know <laughs> that it must have been pretty good all right you're gonna have to send me some contact info because i'm i'm coming up soon here so if it's a local person send, send it my way yeah, I will. She's uh she she's booked up. First she was doing it as like a side hobby and now it's her full-time job and she's you know, she books up pretty uh pretty well in advance. So um yeah, if you're interested, let me know. <laughs> Chris, you've been pretty quiet down there. Yeah, I'm gonna <clears throat> I wanna circle back um to the uh to that pitching site. What um I guess like what motivated you to create that? Because like what I've noticed with like talking to a lot of you guys now, especially pitchers, um, it's just more of like how like your evolution, because you mentioned it before, how, you know, you've kind of, you know, you get rid of the fastball and talk about your slider. And I read a lot about that. There's a lot of people in Detroit that raved about your slider that they wrote about that. But um, but like what got you into wanting to create that site? Because to Andrew's point, I mean, there's you got pitching grips, training, arm care. Uh, why did you why did you create that? What what motivated you? So I was, uh, as, as all other things lead to it, it was COVID. Um, COVID shut us down. I was in Arizona um, with my wife. She was my fiance at the time. Uh, she had a travel nursing contract out there. So I was stuck out there until uh, like the middle of June. So from March to June, I was out there. Um, and once they shut us down, I had, I had literally nothing to do. It was wake up, bring her to work so I could have her car to go train and then come home after I train. Um, and then pick her up. I had so much free time. I was playing a ton of video games, um, but I had never had an, a, like a real off season job before that. Um, so I was like, all right, maybe I can make, maybe I can make an Instagram page and like do online lessons or remote training or whatever, just to, as a way to get some extra money um, in the off season. Um, and 
baseball is my one life skill. No, I shouldn't say one life skill, um, but that's what I specialize in. So if I was going to have a side hustle or try to make money, it would be in that. So um, I started that page in May of 2020. Um, I think I had just finished my online courses for my degree. So I was done with that. Um, I started the page and at first it was, it wasn't even called Coos Pitching. It was called like the Pitcher's Lab or something. Um, I just doctored up a, a logo on like Microsoft Word or PowerPoint or something. Um, and yeah, so it was the Pitcher's Lab and I wasn't going to really do, I didn't want it to, to be too personal to me. I was just going to kind of do like a general coaching page, um, post, post content, like, how-to videos or just regular mechanics videos, breakdowns of like big leaguers, um, other minor league pitchers, pretty much anybody. Um, so I was posting kind of general content and then I kind of ran out of ideas for that. And I'm like, this is just, it's too difficult for me to start thinking of things and trying to make things up. Um, so I was like, all right, well, I'll just, I'll rename it Coos Pitching because in the long term, um, it's, if this thing keeps going, um, I kind of do want my name attached to it. I want it to be me. Um, people would go to this page because, because of the content that I put out and the experience that I have. Um, so I changed it to Coos Pitching. I made the logo myself. Um, and then I started posting more videos of, uh, of myself, um, breakdowns of myself, kind of reflections, whatever in the captions. Um, and it was, I was getting decent business from like mechanics analysis videos and all that during COVID because kids had nowhere to go. They couldn't go to facilities. Um, their stuff was closed down. So they would come to me. I would do video. So I was doing well during COVID and then it's kind of trickled out. Um, so to start, it was more of a how-to coaching page. And then it's turned into more of a, a blog, I guess you could say, um, of my own stuff. I still post like how-to videos. Um, I post things that I'm doing, why I'm doing it um, personally, and then other people sometimes follow along and do the same thing. Um, but it's become more of more of like a personal brand blog-ish kind of thing now, um, rather than so much of like online lessons and coaching and that. Um, but I think I like the direction it's going. I think in, in the longer term, as my career goes on, um, It'll become, it'll be more of a brand um, rather than just kind of a side hustle to, to do a bunch of, you know, mechanics videos, which I don't mind doing because um, it's nice to have, you know, a little extra income on the side, but I enjoy making, making the content more and like sharing what I'm doing more, even if that doesn't bring in more customers or clients. Um, I just like, I like sharing that more. Um it's easier to document because I go to the facility every day. I do all my stuff, uh, grab a tripod, grab the video. And then, you know, do I have an idea for today? Sometimes I won't, I'll just have video and then I'll just make it up when I get home and, and think of something that I can share. No, I mean, it's, it's a lot of great stuff. I mean, it's very interactive. You know what I mean? Like you have, I mean, just like the one of them I'm looking at right now, just kind of like, talk about the early torso hips it just a lot of just really cool informational stuff because one of the things like for this year like we want to like cover a little bit more is more about the pitching because red Sox pitching has kind of been 
bash over the last offseason and fans are all butthurt about who the Sox are going to roll out there. And I'm really intrigued about how a lot of these guys, because they, they have a lot of wild cards, a lot of guys that um, between, you know, comeback from injury and things like that. But there's a lot of minor league players that have videos like that you're posting and they're like very informative and you get an idea of kind of like where you guys are coming from or where you were to where you are now and just kind of seeing that transformation. It's a cool story. You know what I mean? So it, it's cool to see. Yeah. I think there's a lot, there's a lot more information out there. So people are taking the reins and taking their own careers into their hands. Um, and they end up doing a deep dive and come out on the other end with a ton of information um, from the experiences that they've had. And then they, post online and share the same thing. And then it's just tenfold. Somebody else learns from you, you learn from them. And there's a ton of pages out there um, that, that do post good content and good people to learn from. I, uh, I did laugh. You, this is like totally not related to what we were just talking to, but you had probably one of the better tweets of the lockout. <laughs> I wish I could go to the grocery store and pay with an opportunity was probably one of my favorite lines I heard or saw from any of the players. Um, did you get a lot of like, uh, well, you, you were uh, linked on MLB trade rumors. So obviously um, people saw it, but did you get like any, um, like did Shin maybe tell you like, Hey, you got to cut that out a little bit or. I got a little, I got a little warning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to to kind of watch out. He didn't, he didn't tell me to take it down or like, Hey, you can't say that. Um, but he was like, hey, just be wary. Just know whatever you're saying can be seen. And, uh, you know, yeah, you're on, you're on MLB trade rumors. Maybe it's for a good or a bad reason. Um, but I think that, that's not the only warning I've gotten either from him, whether it was from a tweet or from, from something else. Um, but my, I don't know, my Twitter is pretty authentic to me. There's some stuff on there. It's like, what, what is, why is that going through his brain? And I don't know. I, I like to be funny. And I thought that was, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. I didn't say you were wrong at all. Like you, you, <laughs> I think, ma I think majority of the people that would know the situation would agree with you. So, um, yeah, no, I, I did see a couple of your tweets. Like, Hey, put your damn card away and stuff. Like that's what, that is my biggest pet peeve, by the way, is going to the Wegmans and you just have, it's just cart city out in the, out in the parking lot, you're like, guys, it is like 10 extra steps of that way to go put the cart away. Right, it drives so. me crazy. That's more of a, it's, that's been like a recent thing. It's, it's always kind of been something with me, but it's more of a recent like metaphor for just like put your stuff away. Like if you're, if you're at a facility or you're at, you're in your own house or whatever you're doing, if you use something, just put it back. So then the next person can find it and they can use it and then they can put it back and you don't have to, you know, look for different things um, or not know where it is. Like my brother would always put the video game in the wrong case that wasn't labeled that case and it would drive me nuts. Um, so I've, I've literally been growing up with it, picking up after, um, you know, misplaced games or whatever. Um, can't find yeah. a toy or a club or a bat, glove, whatever. Um, but it, it, I don't know. It's just a, it's a principal thing that pisses me off. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally get it. Um, I, well, I was going to ask other than I know earlier, Jamie kind of asked you about the, like with the goal of promotion. I obviously, I know that's top goal on your mind, but other than being promoted, if you do start in AAA, whatever, 
what is the what's like your top goal this year, non-promotion related? I think I have a couple. One, I want to hit ninety-eight. I hit ninety-six here. Ninety, okay, six point seven. So it doesn't really count. So that's ninety-six. But one, I want to hit ninety-eight. There's always a velo goal. Um, the game is just trending th- toward throwing harder. Um, so I want to be with that trend. I don't want to fall behind. Um, one is throw harder. Two, as it always is, is just expand my network. Um, get to know other guys, getting with a whole new team is awesome for that. I felt like when I was with the Padres for whatever, four or five years, whatever it was, the only turnover was really staff turnover because then the new players were usually younger players, didn't really interact with them too much. Um, But being able to get into a new facility environment, all that um, is, is really good for networking. I already know I work out with, um, PJ Poulin, who's with the Rockies. So I've been talking with him a lot. Um, and he's been telling me about some guys that he knows and all that. Um, and kind of giving me the rundown a little like sneak peek into what I should be expecting. Um, but yeah, so throwing hard, meeting new people and making new connections, um, new networks and, it's kind of a goal, but like traveling, to a bunch of different places, I guess, which is going to happen, I guess, where wherever I am. Um, I enjoy traveling. I enjoy traveling more now that I'm in pro ball. Um, but when I first started, it was like, I just go to a place, go to the hotel, go to the stadium, go to the hotel, go to the stadium. Um, but, you know, I feel like it's, it's an older thing. Like, as you get older, you want to explore a little bit and kind of experience. Like, now I kind of know what parts of the country I do like, I don't like. Um, so hopefully, um, if I do start in Albuquerque then I'll be able to explore all those different cities, um, but I've, I've been to El Paso, like Oklahoma city, Tacoma. Um, those are all pretty cool. And usually when you get to higher levels, the, the cities and stuff get cooler. So I'm excited. Yeah. About that. I don't know if that's really a goal, but I, I'm pretty excited to, to kind of travel around a bit and experience some new things. It's not bad. Have you ever been to New Mexico before? Uh, driving through, that's it. I've never stopped other than for gas. I don't know if I'm looking at the right photo, but is there like mountains in the background of this stadium? Or am I just in the wrong spot? I don't know. Oh, yeah. There might be. The Albuquerque Isotopes Park. Holy cow. So like outside center field, you got, you kind of got like the trees out there, kind of like Colorado does, I'm pretty sure, um, which would make sense. And then you have like this massive mountain range in the back. It looks kind of cool, actually. So that might be something okay. to look forward to. Um, but I was going to say, though, you've been you kind of just said it yourself. You've been you've played in quite a few minor league cities. Um, is there anything that's kind of top of the list that you have been to? Not that you haven't been to yet. That would be your favorite, like if it's uh, best, like best town for a minor league team if like food wise or anything like that is there anything at the top of the list for you if you can count phoenix arizona i'd take it <laughs> but as i think as, i think it's cheap. Yeah, small leagues, um yeah i'm i'm the worst at this nothing really sticks out to me 
Um, shoot, where did I go last year? There was somewhere I was in Toledo away game. I'm trying to think of everything up to the clubhouse now. Um, Indianapolis. Indianapolis was pretty sweet. Um, I, again, we're on the road. We don't have a car or whatever. So you leave the hotel and you walk around. Um, so the the gym that we went to was cool. It was right on some college campus. Um, but then it was there was the downtown area. Um, there was a there was a Chick Fil A downtown, so I was a fan of that. <laughs> um, but there was a bunch of cool things. Just as a as a city in general, I guess it was pretty cool. But that might just be recency bias. Um, nothing really like super sticks out to me. If somebody mentioned something or said said story about some place that I went to, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's fire. But I can't I can't pick something out of my head right now that was good. I can't believe you didn't pick San Antonio. That that place is no. I okay, so I can tell you if somebody brings something up, I can tell you if it's good or bad. And I just didn't like San Antonio. Your your last stop was Erie. Is Erie like legit on Lake Erie? It's the the stadium isn't, but the the city okay, was. Yeah, I mean it was the stadium. Yeah. I've I've yeah. driven through there, but no, okay. the stadium's right downtown. It's not. Not agree. Okay. If it was right on Lake Erie, I feel like that'd be such a cool backdrop. Would have been so, awesome. yeah. With yeah. The in, right? Not blown out. Yeah. True. Yeah. I mean, El Paso, eh, Fort Wayne, Amarillo. Mm, yeah. No, I, I see what you mean. Yeah. Was it well, Washington? Uh, California was okay. As far as home cities, I think. Um, from a ballpark perspective, I think the best that I've played for was Amarillo. Um, I played for and against there. And um, from both home and away perspective, it's it's a, a, a good environment. Um, Fort Wayne's up there. Um, but Amarillo was cool. The city so much wasn't – nothing really there. Um, El Paso, kind of the same. Good fans, good experience. Um, I'm trying to think, like – outside of baseball it's like because i didn't really do anything is like i go back to the hotel or my apartment play video games and then go back to the field so <laughs> other than spring training is like it's groundhog day you just do the same thing well jamie chris we got anything last uh i got one more what would be your favorite baseball memory whether it's from college um or the minor leagues if you could pick just you know just one game or one memory Oh, again, I got to pluck something from my brain. <laughs> Best memory. Um, probably, I mean, this, this, everyone probably says this, but probably when I signed to play pro ball, um, even if it wasn't being like, I wasn't drafted, um, but still signing that contract and continuing my career past it. Um, I think there was a couple a couple different memories and turning points that, that led to that was like high school playing pro ball wasn't even an option. Like I wasn't that good. Um, I just wanted to play college at that point. And then when I started getting, there was that point where I started getting uh, college interest and then ended up going to Lowell. Um, I think that was a turning point. And even then still pro ball wasn't really in the picture um, probably until my sophomore year. Um, I kind of jumped a little bit there and there were some scouts at games and stuff, but it was still kind of, in the rear view mirror um, or far ahead, I should say. And 
then I started getting real interest and then draft talk. So that was pretty cloudy with a lot of stuff going on. Um, but then once it all settled down and I got the the text or the call from the scout and then got to Arizona. And when, when I signed that paper, it was like, not that the job was done, but that, that like this came to fruition because of the work I put in from, you know, all these years, even though it wasn't really in the, in the stars for me at that time, whether I was in high school or college. Uh, but once I did sign that paper, it was like, okay, I'm good enough to be here. Um, but you still have a long way to go. So it was like a, another, it was a good memory and like a good reboot into, okay, now we got to get going again. Yeah. Were you with friends and family when you got that call or how did that all happen? So I, I had a couple friends over to listen to the draft. I listened to the first pick to the last pick over the three days. Didn't get called. Um, so I had a, a temp contract in the Cape in Wareham. So I, uh, I texted the GM or whoever my contact was. I was like, Hey, I didn't get drafted. I told him I wasn't going to be there and report to the Cape cause I wanted to be with my family for the draft. Um, told him, you know, Hey, didn't get drafted. I'm ready to report. I can be there tomorrow. Like what's the situation? Um, and he was like, Oh, I don't really know if we have a spot for you anymore. So I was like, oh, um, okay. So I called my college coach and he talked with him or whatever. And it was like, okay, the guy ended up saying, all right, you can come tomorrow. Um, I was there for like two days. There was like 24 pitchers. I'm like, I'm not going to throw here. I'm not even going to play. So um, it's not even worth it for me just to say I played in the Cape. Like, I don't really care about that. <laughs> That's not the goal. Um, so I, I had called up my college coach and was like, Hey, I just, it's not a situation for me to be in. Um, do you think there's room at, Sanford, where I'd played the year before in the NECBL, Sanford Mainers. Um, and I, I'm still in contact with the host mom there. Um, so I hit her up. I was like, do you have any room in your house? I could live there. Um, I talked to the GM of that team. He remembered, obviously remembered me. And he was like, yeah, we'd love to have you. So I drove up. I was living in Connecticut at the time. I drove up to Maine, got to my host family's house, moved in. And... The night I moved in, I literally got all my stuff done. I was laying in bed and it was like 10 p.m. or something. And the area scout of the Padres texted me. He was like, hey, you still interested in signing? And I was like, uh, yeah. He's like, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'll, I'll talk with the with who I need to talk to or whatever. I'm like, okay. So then I fall asleep. Obviously all excited like this thing could happen. I was up kind of late and then I fell asleep. Um, I had to go to the field the next day, um, later in the day, but I woke up to like five missed calls, a bunch of missed texts. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Um, and as I picked up my phone, my college coach was calling me and I answered. I'm like, Hey, what's going on? He's like, you need to answer your, like, you need to go back in your voicemails, like call your parents, call John, who was the, the, the air scouts name. He's like, call John, like get this done or whatever. Cause they had called him and been like, where's, where's Coos? Where is he? Um, so yeah, I've missed a bunch of phone calls and stuff. Um, called the, the area scout back. He was like, Hey, we want to sign you for whatever the agreed amount. Um, blah, blah, blah. Are you interested? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, we just got to get the final paperwork done. Um, but you know, be near your phone, uh, whatever. So I called, called the college coach back, called my parents. Um, and then I had to go to the field that day. I had to go to the game. So I went to the game and I was like, Hey, I just need to have my phone on me. Um, this is a situation, um, went to the game through before the game. And then I got home and everything that night after the game was like, okay, you have a flight in 48 hours. 
you know, here's all the information, blah, blah, blah. So I had driven whatever, six hours up to Maine, got there for a day, um, stayed overnight, went to one game and then drove all the way back down and then had to fly with my entire, like put my entire life together and fly on that Thursday or what it was like less than 48 hours. My flight was, um, so that it wow. transpired really quick. Yeah. And then I got there and you know, whatever the rest is history. Yeah. That would have, that would have taken a couple of days for it to set in. I was in your shoes. Yeah, it was, re- it was really rough. So once I was like kind of in the hotel and nothing to do, I was like, Look, this is a brand new world. I had no idea what to do. Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, that's nuts. But, um, what's even crazier is you got this drive coming up to Arizona. Like you said, it's going to take you what four days. So, um, yeah. So you're going to have to leave next week for that. I'm leaving. My dad's flying up from Florida. He actually lives in Cape Coral, uh, right next to Fort Myers. So they're, uh, he's going to come up and drive with me. So 27th or something so i'll probably get there on the march 2nd or 3rd um, with the drive but he's good at driving and i got his genes so i'm good at driving long distances <laughs> so maybe we'll be able to bang out the first first bit of the drive in the first day and make it easier on ourselves but i'm just glad i don't have to do it alone <laughs> but yeah it's still it's gonna yeah. take you know four or five days well chris if you don't have anything um no, I just I keep looking over at the hole because I th- so we're at this this place we're staying at. It's like running right a golf course, and I thought I saw some people approaching. I was getting ready to kind of watch these guys for a quick second, but it's uh, it wasn't anybody. Yeah, quit hounding the greens crew there, oh. man. Come on. Watching these people golf, I realized how bad I am. Uh, I went at a bachelor party last month, and safe to say I was the worst person by ten strokes. He's, I'm he's going the out. guy that's doing the 10 strokes looking for his ball. <laughs> Just don't look for it for too long. You're good. If you lose one, you're good. Oh, I went one years ago, and I, I took too long there. I just walked away. My friends like, you can get your ball. I was like, it's gone. We lost it. Let's just, let's just move on with the day. <laughs> you know, us, us Massachusetts guys have uh, – I mean, everybody down south, all those guys have a leg up on us because we can't golf for like – six months of well, i mean i guess you can but it's not enjoyable for like probably five months of the year so sunday is gonna be 50 i'm already planning on going <laughs> we, today was awesome by the way oh it was I, awesome i was pissed i, I had I, the windows I, down 60 64 um, degrees or something crazy yeah i mean i'm i'm right outside the city so it's it's always windy as hell here so it it kind of sucked but yeah well uh you've been on here for 50 minutes man we we definitely appreciate all the time we don't want to keep you all day but Thank you for listening to our latest episode of the Round and Third Baseball Podcast. Head on over to Apple and Spotify and subscribe to our show. You'll get the latest episodes as they drop. And while you're there, please subscribe to the Obstructed You Red Sox Podcast and the Sox Specs Red Sox Podcast. 